the Bible Study Podcast, episode 404. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the book of Psalms with Psalm 72. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen, coming to you from a Marriott Residence Inn in Boston today. So if you hear background noises, that's where they're coming from. Psalm 72 is an unusual psalm because it is not a psalm of David, but one of the few psalms from Solomon. And it goes like this. Endow the king with your justice, O God, the royal son with your righteousness. May he judge your people in righteousness, your afflicted ones with justice. May the mountains bring prosperity to the people, the hills the fruit of righteousness. May he defend the afflicted among the people and save the children of the needy. May he crush the oppressor. May he endure as long as the sun, as long as the moon through all generations. May he be like rain falling on a mown field, like showers watering the earth. In his days may the righteous flourish and prosperity abound till the moon is no more. It's an interesting psalm because it certainly seems on the face of it to be a psalm about Solomon praying to God for the ability to judge, praying for to God for the wisdom to guide his people, praying for prosperity for Solomon and for his people. The only thing in there that makes me wonder if there's something else going on is we do have that, may he endure as long as the sun, as long as the moon through all generations. Certainly, we don't think that Solomon is expecting that he himself will personally endure. So whether he's meaning his reign or whether he's using that poetically, we know that Solomon is a poet because he wrote the Song of Solomon, for instance, which is all poetry. Or whether he's talking about a coming king, whether he's looking forward to Christ, for instance, is what we would say as as Christians. But there's definitely the, may the one who is your servant here, who is in charge of your people, prosper. May all the things work together. May he defend, because that's part of the job of the one who protects the people. May he judge in righteousness and with justice, because certainly one of the problems that we have with bad leaders is injustice and unrighteousness. The unrighteous judge, for instance, is an example that Jesus gives. All of these things are the job of the one who is in charge of God's people. And I like that, may he be like rain falling in a mown field, like showers watering the earth. If you think about the world right now, and you pick out this country versus that country, and you think about whether they have it well or whether they have it poorly, if you think about how much of that comes down to how good a job the person who is ruling the country, the people who are ruling the country, or the people who have ruled the country have done. So often, that makes such a major difference. We think about the island of Hispaniola, for instance, with Haiti on one side and Dominican Republic on the other. It's not necessarily the Dominican Republic is the best of all countries in its region, but certainly the difference between the two, where Haiti was ruled for so long by two dictators who were just trying to get out of it what they could, that literally, if you look at the satellite map, of the two countries, you can probably tell where the border is because the deforestation goes up to the border on one side. And that is the kind of difference that good government versus bad government can make. It's one of the reasons why we as Christians are called, 
we as the people of God are called to pray for those in authority because they can make such a difference. A good steward of that authority can make such a difference. And on the other side, if the king were to judge with unrighteousness, it would be an affliction on the land. And Solomon continues, May he rule from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. May the desert tribes bow before him and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of distant shores bring tribute to him. May the kings of Sheba and Seba present him with gifts. May all the kings bow down to him and all nations serve him. And I certainly have to hope at this point that we're talking about the Holy One of God and not Solomon himself. Although I do have to wonder a little bit, because we know that Solomon started with humility, started with reverence to God, started with fear of God, where when asked by God one thing he should do, he said, give me the wisdom to judge your people. How can I be the king of your people? So he started with that humility, but we know that he went further from God as he got older, as he had wives from other nations. And you have to wonder how much his heart was drawn away by not just the different wives, but the different tributes and how well things went. And so I hope this isn't Solomon praying for Solomon, that everybody's going to bow down to him and all nations will serve him, unless that's a proxy for serving God. But there is that corrupting nature of power. As the historian Lord Acton says, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And we saw that in Solomon. That's certainly one of the things that we see that is different about the Christ, that is different about Jesus. He told his disciples, remember, at the night he was betrayed, he said, this is what it means to be a leader, and took off his robe and washed their feet. And so he has a different idea of what it means to be the king. He has a different idea in the sense that instead of may kings bow down to serve him, we see a king who serves, whose idea of ruling is service. Now, certainly all nations will bow down to Jesus. All tongues will confess him on that day. Solomon continues, For he will deliver the needy who cry out, the afflicted who have no one to help. He will take pity on the weak and the needy and save the needy from death. He will rescue them from oppression and violence, for precious is their blood in his sight. How different that from the unjust ruler who wouldn't pay attention to the needy because he can't get anything from them. They would be less worthy to him. They'd be worth less to him than the powerful would be. And if he had to choose between the needy and the powerful, which is usually who's oppressing the needy, he would choose the powerful because that's the ones he can get taxes from. That's the one he can get favor from. That's the one whose favor he needs. But the righteous ruler, the righteous ruler is looking out for those who are weak. The righteous ruler is looking for those who cannot protect themselves. How much then as we, as the people of God, are called to do that as well? Not just called to look for that in our leaders, not just called to look for that in our government, but called to do that as the people of God, called to be aware of the weak and the needy. I try and take a wide berth from politics on the show because it can be so divisive, especially in the United States where I live, but certainly That's what Solomon is talking about. He's talking about politics in the sense that he is talking about ruling authority and what is that power being used to do. So whether you're on the right or whether you're on the left, this gives us a standard by which to judge whether the government that we are supporting, whether the government that we're voting for, whether the government that we have is 
measuring up to God's standard. Long may he live, may gold from Sheba be given to him, may people ever pray for him and bless him all day long. May grain abound throughout the land, on tops of hills may it sway, may the crops flourish like Lebanon and thrive like the grass of the field, may his name endure forever, may it continue as long as the sun. Then all the nations will be blessed through him, and they will call him blessed. Praise be to the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does marvelous deeds. Praise be to his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. This concludes the prayers of David, son of Jesse. Notice that in that first part there, he was talking about him, the him, the king. May his name endures forever. And then he gets into praise be to the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does marvelous deeds. Praise be his glorious name forever. Remember that when the people called to God and said, give us a king, what was God's response? He said, you have a king. He said, I am your king. If you read through the book of Judges, the plan was not that they have a king just like everybody else, but that they be ruled by God and God would raise up judges. But the people were intended to be servants of God first. And remember that as you go back through some of those other verses that are praising the king, that God is the king of kings, that God is over all things, and that God intended to be over his people as the preeminent one in their life, the most important, more important than whether they vote Republican, more important than if they vote Democrat, if they vote liberal, if they vote conservative, if they vote libertarian, if they vote Green Party, wherever, over all things is called to be God who alone, the psalmist says, does marvelous deeds, who alone his glorious name will last forever, and whose glory alone will fill the whole earth. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. I pray this week, whatever your politics, that God would show himself to be in your life this week, the King of Kings. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, Pinterest, or Instagram at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.